Good morning and happy Monday. Welcome to Dialogamai, the people's conversation with Travis and Kyra Gold. If you are new here, my name is Kyra Gold. I am married to Travis Gold. He is the lead pastor at For the People's Church located in downtown Los Angeles. We have a son named Axel who turned one this past March. Time is flying. Now you can probably tell it's just me for this episode. Usually Travis and I do long form episodes together, but we decided to take this week and potentially next week off just due to the church calendar for the next two weeks. By the grace of God, uh, we have a lot going on in the life of the church uh, over the next couple weeks. As we were praying through this decision to take the next two weeks off, we we still felt called to serve you all with this resource in some way. And as we sought the Lord's face in his word, we became more and more compelled to do a daily gospel meditations, uh, devotional style uh, type episode for you all. Uh, Not just for today, but a short form episode every day this week. And Trav, you're probably wondering where he is. By the grace of God, he's entrusted me to steward these episodes as he works diligently in other areas to which he is called to serve Christ and his bride at our local church. Shout out to For the People's Church. Uh, So it's just going to be God, you the listener, the word of God and me this week. And don't worry, Trav will be back and we will be back to our usual long form episode slash conversations together either next Monday or the one after. Uh, but if you like these types of episodes, let us know and maybe we'll do a daily uh, devotional, daily gospel meditations uh, for one week out of every month moving forward. Also, before we get started with today's gospel meditation, I did want to note for anybody who is new here uh, that just like with our long form teaching episodes, which are supplemental in nature, these daily gospel meditations are not meant to replace or be a substitute for your private devotional time with the Lord, but simply spur you on and encourage you in your personal pursuit of Jesus, that you may come to know him more deeply and progressively find more and more satisfaction in him. So what's our heart in these episodes this week, you might ask? Well, in Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 through 23, Jeremiah writes, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Because of Christ, God's compassions towards us do not fail and are new every morning. So our heart with these daily devotional style episodes, with these daily gospel meditations this week and potentially next, is to comfort, confront, and challenge you and ourselves. We need these truths too every single day uh, with the life-giving, false foundation-destroying truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And with all of that being said, let's jump right into the gospel meditation for today. Today, we're going to be in Psalm 16, verses 1 through 2. It reads, Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I'm going to read it again. Psalm 16, verses 1 through 2. 
Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. Let's take a closer look at verse 1. We see David say, keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. We see here that there is an organic relationship between who God is for and to you and the petitions you make. There is an organic relationship between who God is for you and what you ask of him. The content of our prayers often reveal how we truly see God. Do you see him as the God of the Bible or do you see him as the God of your own design? Here, David is exalting in God as his safest refuge. Do you? The character of the God of the Bible as revealed in his perfect and infallible word is one of holy love. We see his character uniquely in action in Jesus Christ. You cannot separate his love from his holiness. God is holy. We talked about that in our episode entitled A Conversation on Holiness, if you want to dive a little bit deeper into that. And God is love. We talked about that in our conversation on love. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you where you have been attempting to separate the two, where you have been attempting to separate what's inseparable, his holiness and his love. God's character is one of moral perfection. He is the God of grace and truth, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, wisdom and goodness. The God of the Bible is eternal, self-existent, unchanging and unchangeable. He is all-powerful, all-knowing and all-present. He is perfect holiness, perfect righteousness, perfect love and perfect faithfulness. And while we cannot fully comprehend him, we may know him because of his self-revelation to us. This is the God that David has placed his safest refuge. This is our God. To know him is to find rest. You can trust in this God. The God of your own design is unreliable. It's ever-changing and can only be upheld by self. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you any areas where you have created a veneer of God, made in the image of self, growing in the shadows, not the substance of his word. Now let's take a closer look at verse 2. David starts out verse 2 saying, Lord, you are my Lord. The first Lord we see here, as you're reading in your Bibles, you'll see it written in all caps. It's Yahweh. This is the covenant name for God. The second Lord where he says, you are my Lord, is the name Adonai, which is a title of authority and honor. It is used to address a superior, such as a king or a master. Here it's being used to ascribe the highest honor and therefore worship to God. It is because God is supreme. It is because God is his greatest treasure that he can then believe and therefore say what he says next in verse 2, which reads, Apart from you, I have no good thing. Apart from Jesus, we have no good thing. Him, his life, and his message is the window through which we are to look at everything in life. He is to be our supreme treasure over everything else and in everything else. 
We often forget this humbling and pride-shattering truth in the midst of suffering or perceived lack. We also do this in the midst of earthly or worldly and honestly, sometimes even ministerial success. That apart from the Lord, we have no good thing. Sin does that. It causes us to insert ourselves as the main point of everything. For example, if somebody asks you how your day was, you see it in relation to how it was for you, right? We see our days in relation to how they were going for us. It is either a good or bad day based on how it was through our point of view for us. Revival could be happening around us, but if it's not happening to us, and if it's not happening through us, then the very thing we claim to be about, Jesus and his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, Jesus in his name hallowed, is not that good after all. This self-centered lens often makes us more aware of our perceived lacks than of the wonderful gifts that we've been given in Jesus. This in turn often leads us to look horizontally in creation for what can only be found vertically in the creator. We want creation to satisfy our heart as we look desperately for peace, for identity, for rest, for contentment, for purpose. But these things cannot be found apart from Jesus. In fact, these these things in creation that we seek to find comfort in actually should be pointing us to the goodness and glory of God, the true satisfier. In Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 through 23, Paul writes, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Verse 17, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have this supremacy. Verse 19, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Verse 21, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight. Without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel, this is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. This is the cry of my heart, that Jesus would be magnified to a people's as the ultimate satisfier of our deepest need, that Jesus and his bride would not be seen as garnishments or extracurricular endeavors, but instead we would be a generation progressively finding greater satisfaction in God. 
our refuge and our identity in our father. Not even the good things that he that he's asked us to do in his name by the power and work of his spirit or the good gifts that he gives us to show his glory. Lord, would you help us to take refuge in you? By the power and work of your spirit, would we cry out that you are my Lord apart from you? I have no good thing. And now we're going to move into a time of some pulse check questions for you to take before the Father by the power and work of his spirit in the mighty name of Jesus uh, for some reflection in your private devotional time with the Lord. In Psalm 16, verse 1, we see an organic relationship between how we petition, what we ask for, and who God is to us. So question number one, ask God to reveal to you through your petitions to him how you actually view him. Do you view him as the God of the Bible or have you subtly made him into the God of your own design? Question number two, God must be supreme. You hear us in every episode talk about finding full satisfaction in Jesus. By the power and work of his spirit, he must be our radical preference. And out of the overflow of seeing his glory, we will begin to see ourselves rightly in relation to him. Otherwise, other things will capture our attention and distract us. So question number two. In what ways have you allowed other things to capture your focus over the past week? What is threatening to sidetrack or distract you from God's eternal purpose? Question number three. What pursuits, relationships, and endeavors have risen to a level of importance that are not aligned with the truth shared in Scripture? How have you allowed these to lead, guide, and keep you in a way reserved only for the Holy Spirit to which we are to be led and kept by. Question number four, how has God brought encouragement to you through Psalm 16 verses one through two? And lastly, question number five, how has he brought challenge through these verses? Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what specifically he is confronting What misdeeds of the body is he asking you to put to death? Referencing what we see Paul write in Romans 8 verses 12 through 13, where he says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Well, that's going to be it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It's such a humbling privilege that we do not take lightly. We will be right back tomorrow with another daily gospel meditation from the Word of God. In the meantime, remember to love God, love His church, and faithfully build your foundation on Him. In Christ with prayers and love, Dialagomai, the People's Conversation with Travis and Kyra Gold. See you next time.